well, I can't get through Pentecost Sunday without talking about something about the Holy Spirit, but I talk about the Holy Spirit every week, so it's really no excuse. Um, but I do want to share something that the Lord released to me on uh, two Wednesdays ago. And I feel like it was a theme throughout the night, partly. But I, f I feel like the Lord has, you know, I, I sometimes get, it's strange, I got, a, I got a message from someone who's praying a prayer uh, this morning on, on Messenger. She, she's a, a, a precious saint, and she's just speaking about taking our time. And what I tend to do is go from revelate. I like to revelate. <laughs> Come on, you should like the revelation. You want revelation from heaven. But I, I tend to run from one revelation to the next revelation. I want more, but I don't ever, like, savor the thing. Actually, time out. We need to pray for the students that graduated because I'm not going to go. So I need, I need Josiah and I need Grace up here and parents because we're just going to bless our kids, all right? Before I get rolling, sorry. See how I do that? I can just go, gone, gone. And I meant to do it last week, and I didn't. So, should we interview you? What did you learn in the last 12 years? <laughs> I'm going to just put the mic on, okay? Is it on? What did I learn in the last 12 years? That's a good question. But these two have graduated, right? High school officially, no more work. You're good? Okay. So we just want to pray for them and bless them. Is that okay? I think it's important. It's a big step. Everything changes, right? It's all changing. And change is good. So I just want to pray for these two and just bless them, encourage them. Right? Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for these two. Thank you for Grace. I thank you for Josiah. Lord, we're just so blessed. We're so proud. We thank you for how you've pulled them through and taught them along the way. And Lord, you, you recorded our history with you throughout the last 12 years, Father. And I just pray that you just bring an increase to their lives, uh, to anything that they, they don't understand, Father, about you. I pray that you open up wisdom, revelation in their lives like they've never understood before. And Father, I thank you for that they're dependent upon you that their eyes are fixed on you, and Lord, they're, they're looking to the author and finisher of their faith to bring them into the next season and walk them into uh, their careers and their callings, and Father, we thank you for what you're doing in these days, and I love them, I thank you for them, we bless them. Yeah, Father, we just thank you, we thank you for who you are, we thank you for your presence in our lives, we thank you for your presence in Josiah and Grace's lives. We thank you for raising them up, Lord, for moving in their hearts and moving in their minds to just uh, receive greater revelation and understanding into, into each one of them, Father, as they grow, as they seek you, as they pursue you with all their hearts and all their minds, Father, that you would just reveal your love, your grace, your mercy, Father, that they would pursue you with their heart's desire their whole life, Father. Just move in them, grow them up in you in all things, Lord, that they would glorify you in all that they say, all that they do, all that they are. We praise you, we worship you for what you've done. In Jesus' name. Moms want to pray? Any moms? Come on. Lord, we just ask that you would go before them, Lord, as they both go off to college, Father, that you would just prepare every 
every aspect of them putting aside all of their schools lord we pray for their roommates we pray for their classes for their professor their professors lord for mm -hmm. just everyone that they interact with lord and then we just pray that you would um, take the, the burning in their hearts lord that you've given them and their desire to know you more and they just take that out into those college campuses father mm -hmm. and just share your love with everyone they meet thank you jesus for them and we just thank you for the part of um, their lives that they are to Father, my heart's prayer for both of them is that they have divine favor. Mm. Divine favor over their lives, Father, as they're both going in different directions, Jesus, that everywhere they, they touch, every place that their feet walk upon, that there would be favor. It would just be flowing and oozing, God, with your grace and your mercy, Lord. I ask, Lord, for favor with friends. I ask, Lord, that you would bring the right people into their lives, God that, Lord, that love you and hunger after you as well, God. I pray, Lord, for favor with the teachers, Jesus, that when they are in the classroom, there'd be just a spotlight on them, God. And, Lord, your face would just shine upon them, Jesus, and everything they do and everything that they've set out, God, in their hearts, Lord. Lord, you are the one that just leads them, Jesus. You're the one that um, just guides their feet in every place that they walk, Lord. And I just ask, Father, that... Most of all, that as they go, Jesus, to their schools, that they would be burning ones, ones that would just be um, shining for your glory and shining for you and on fire, God. Lord, I pray that as they go, that the canvases would be on fire just by them walking on it, Lord. And, Lord, you can do that. You're amazing, Jesus, what you can do. And we're just excited to see, Lord, um, and anticipate what you're going to do in their lives this next coming year. I ask, Lord, that you put a hedge of protection around them, that you would guard them, and that you would keep them. Father, they are your children, Jesus. So we ask that the blood of Jesus Christ would just be upon them from their head down to the soles of their feet, that no weapons trying to form against them will prosper. In Jesus' name, we thank you for them. We bless them in your name, Jesus. Well, everything I was going to say has already been said, but that's okay. So, Father God, again, we ask for that extra, extra, extra hedge of protection over them, Father God. And they will be the light. They will be light bearers everywhere they go, Father God. Father God, we ask for any limitations be broke off of them, Father God. Father God, we ask any peer, pre peer pressure from the churches or the teachers, uh, schools, I should say. Father God, be broken before they even get there, Father God. Father God, I just see angels on the both of you giving you a signet ring. You're going forth with full authority of the Lord. The Lord says, this is my season. This is what I brought you up. Josiah, I see you coming around. Even though you're trying to run, the Lord's already funneled you in a direction that you don't know where you're going. But it's going to be his direction, not yours. <laughs> and and uh, Grace, I just, see, I just see flowers just blooming and blooming and blooming where you go. Uh, I, see an, uh, um, uh, I see like wisdom, a, a higher, higher wisdom. But what a calmness that has, you haven't felt, the family hasn't felt in a while. It's going to be just natural. Everywhere you go is just going to be natural, and the full fire of God's in the both of you. And I seal it with the blood of Jesus. Yay, God. Okay. Where was I? 
Wednesday, right. Visions. How many, how many know that the Lord loves to move things, moves us along through dreams and visions. He wants to speak to us. So I'm just going to share a couple things, just one, one particular thing that I saw and had a little bit of time to think about it. Sometimes I try to interpret things right away because I want to know right away, but sometimes it takes a couple weeks for it to simmer. So I just, I saw the whole earth and I just saw the Lord pouring out uh, the bowls of the prayers of the saints. Basically, it, it is biblical, right, out of Revelation, where, where the angel begins to pour the bowl. It's the, it's the saints, the prayers of the saints that are all stored up and it begins to hit the earth. But I saw it coming as like almost meteorites or or balls of fire hitting the earth. And, uh, you know, might as well share it on Pentecost because that's what happened on the day of Pentecost, right? The, the day of Pentecost had fully come. But I just saw it hitting regions, and I saw it hitting people, and I saw it hitting individuals and states and, and capitals and, and buildings and facilities. And, and, got, and it, was, it, it seemed to be a little destructive at first. <laughs> but... The end result, when the fire of God hits us, it could make a bit of a mess. But ultimately, it's going to bring the, the goodness and the, you know, it's going to purge all the things that we don't need out uh, so that we can walk in, in the purity. And, and it's there to purify. So if we're, if we're looking for, for something to come to us, we want the pure fire of God to come to us. And, you know, we celebrate Pentecost uh, traditionally, right, today. But I, I do want to just talk about authority and power tonight because, you know, we talked about favor last week, right? How many want favor? That was a good, good, that was a good message, if I don't say so myself. But it was, it was good. It was good for us to hear. It was good for me to just dive into, and I need that. I need to, when I study, and I, I study to show myself approved, come on, it gets inside of me, and it's, it's just released to you, and so we want, we want the Holy Ghost to just come and just release favor all over the place. But we need Him, right? I need God. I need His favor. I need His, I need His presence to bring favor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? His glory brings the favor of God. The fullness of who He is when He's on your life brings this favor. And also, right, two weeks back, we'll jump back two more weeks to, to worship because ultimately the one thing that's going to bring true Pentecost to your life is when we wholly abandon ourselves and give him what we just spoke and declared tonight was our full yes to God, right? That we give our, our Isaac at the altar, per se, right? That we give our everything to God. And then when we do that, he takes what we have and begins to, you know, bring himself into it. And he is Jehovah Jireh. He brings the right thing that we need. Right? He, he brings the sacrifice. Right, You don't have to look for something to sacrifice. He's going to find it, <laughs> whether it's in you or outside of you. Come on, somebody. And so I, I just want to just, I want to look at a couple things because we really, the Lord is, there's this thing about authority, but we need power. Right, We need Pentecostal power. We need the power of Pentecost, and it doesn't come like one, one of my friends in ministry says, that, you know, Pentecost doesn't come without a cost. And I, I realize that, that he's looking for something from us so that our lives can be, come on, lit ablaze, right? And so he, he wants us to be willing to give over whatever that is that gets in the way of what he's about to do. And so I, I, I just want to look at a couple things in, in the Gospels. 
and then we'll look at uh, you know what we want for an open heaven over our lives, right? Out of Luke chapter three, because there's something that God wants to do. I just want to look at a couple accounts. You remember the account, right? Matthew chapter ten, and I'm just going to hit these quickly. How many? Listen, we need the word of God. Amen. Can you turn the light up for me in there? Because this doesn't really light up too well here. I know it's blazing on my face, but. Thank you. Wake everyone up, too. At least me. It's been a long day. Ah, good night. Matthew chapter 10. It's been a long night and day. Matthew chapter 10. So we um, actually, Pastor Darrell, Friday night, alluded to a little bit of this. Because you see, the, you see Jesus. He goes through the villages. He's, he, he's healing. He's teaching. He's preaching. He's taking care of all the diseases, right? He's taking care of all the things, right? And then he says that they were without, he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scared without having a shepherd. And then Matthew chapter 10 goes into this, verse 7, one of my favorite verses in, in the gospel. It says, and you go, means you. He's talking to his disciples. It says, you go and preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. Well, what did he what was he saying? Freely you've received. Freely you've received authority from my name. Because I'm going to go quick, quickly because it's kind of all mixed into the same account. Then jump to Luke just so I can get through this authority part. And then it says this, Luke chapter 10 again. How are you doing? Verse 9, and I'm just going to bounce through a few verses that I highlighted. It says this, heal the sick there and say to them what? The kingdom of God has come near to you. The kingdom of God has come near. So when the kingdom of God comes, when the authority from heaven comes on your life, the kingdom of God's there. Why? Because all of a sudden demons tremble, sickness goes away, all these things begin to happen. Why? Because of the authority of Jesus. Because of the authority of Jesus. Jesus is, because I'm going to show you, right? Verse 18, right? He said to them, because they came back, the 70. It went from the 12 he sent out. Now he's sending out the 70. It said, they returned saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to what? Your name. Even the demons, even sickness, all these things are subject to your name. It's the authority in, say the name, Jesus. It's the authority in the name of Jesus that, that when people were speaking, come on, disciples that believed on the Lord Jesus, but notice there was no Pentecost yet. Right? They had not had an encounter with the Holy Spirit they were living and walking with Jesus, right? But here we go. So it says this, that they, they, and it says that Jesus said, he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I saw all of Satan, all the cold, when they were cast out, I was there and I have all authority, right? Because he says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents, to trample on scorpions and over all the power. Everyone say all. It means all in scripture, <laughs> It means everything. I give you power over all the enemy, right? And uh, but nothing by it sh shall no means hurt you, right? And nevertheless, don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that what? Your names are written in the book of, of life, right? And so that's really all I wanted to hit out of the Bible. Well, I have more scripture. 
but I thought, thought of those things to begin with because there's something that the Lord wants to show us in this that we, he gives us authority. The authority's been given to you and I to walk out and to preach the gospel, right? So that when you go and speak the word, right, this thing's authority comes from what? His name. Authority comes when you speak his name. Authority comes because what? You've got the badge of the kingdom on you, right? Or you've got the passport of the kingdom on you, right? It's like when, when you walk into another, um, I, I talked about this a few weeks ago, if we walk into the, um, oh man, what is it? The con in an, when you're in another country, no, not consulate. the consulate, the embassy, the embassy, thank you, Dan. So the, when you go into the embassy in any other country, you're under what? American jurisdiction in that place. And so what the Lord wants us to understand that when he's given you authority, that you, you carry that with you, right? The idea is that what? He said this, in, in, again, in Luke 11. Now he's, they're asking, how do we get the results that you get, right? Next chapter, Luke 11. He said, when you pray, say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what, come on, today we want to pray. That God, you'd come, your kingdom would come to our lives, your kingdom would come in this place, and we do, we need that, we need that prayer, right? We need to pray that his kingdom would come and invade this place. We need to pray that his kingdom would come and invade uh, Nashua, Haverhill, wherever you live, right? Whatever city you live in, we need the Lord to come and invade that place, but you need to be carriers of the authority, right? And God, the Lord is really wanting us to understand that when he brings us into this place, we carry authority. You've been saved, right? You've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been, you're carrying the authority of Christ. And he wants us to step into the authority, but there's something greater on the backside of that that we can receive on the, on the day which we celebrate today, the Pentecost Sunday, where the, they were gathered and the fire from heaven came. So that's why I'm saying to you, when I had this vision, I saw God releasing fire from heaven. It wasn't just the prayers of the saints, but I saw him releasing things to the earth and say it's always been available. It's always been available for you. It's always been available for me, but he's calling us to a greater capacity to receive, right? Our yes needs to be yes. yes. Like when, when the fire of Pentecost comes, it is destructive in a sense, God shows up, I can promise you it won't be clean. And so I think the Lord wants us to grab hold of something tonight that if we're, we cry out for more of heaven, I'm crying out, God, you bring more of yourself to my life. You bring more of yourself to, to Kingston. You bring more of yourself to my home. You bring more of yourself to the places where I, I dwell and the places where I live, the places where I go. We want God in everything. And I need his life on my life, right? So Luke chapter 3 gives us this picture of, of Jesus because he's the model. And before he did any miracles, before he was called on to do anything, even make water into wine, we have this. 
Luke chapter 3, verse 21, it says, When the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened. Everyone say, open heaven. Yeah, and, and the Holy Spirit de descended upon him in a bodily form, like a dove upon him, and the voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I want to just talk about a couple ways that we can open the heavens over our lives so that we can receive a full baptism. How many want a full immersion in the, in the Pentecostal fire? I do. And uh, really, I think it's simple. <laughs> I'm going to make it more simple than we think. Ready? Because there's two things he shows us here, right? Two, two things. To be baptized. And he prayed. Real simple. What does baptism look like? It looks like repentance. Because it was a baptism of repentance that he did. And Jesus was pure. Come on. Jesus was sinless. And he went from that place... And he was baptized in the River Jordan according to right, righteousness, right? Because that's what, what he was called to do. And then it says this, that he prayed. And when he prayed, the heavens opened. Now here's the thing. We, prayed, we, we were singing things tonight. We, were, we want our yes to be yes. Like this, this thing about childlikeness that God calls us always back to. That our hearts would be completely awe, in awe and wonder of who he is. And I think this is where we, where we get lost sometimes. Because when, when we lose our wonder and our awe of who God is, we become very self-sufficient. Right? Because I don't know about you, but I get like, I'm okay. Like, I don't need to be dependent upon you right now because I feel all right. Right? And, and the Lord, I think, is looking for people who are very much abandoned to childlikeness, right? That we, we learn to just give ourselves completely over to being a, a child, right? He's looking for us to be mature, but he's looking for childlikeness in our hearts, right? He's looking for mature sons and daughters, but the, but the purity of what he's looking for to land on is things that aren't all... all convoluted with our daily lives that we think we need to do in adulthood. <laughs> I'm not saying we don't be, we're not adults, right? And I'm not saying that we don't take responsibility. But when we go before the Lord daily, every minute, every hour, every moment, that I have to go, God, I need my heart to be like a child so that I can only receive what's from the kingdom if I'm like a child. Don't hinder, right? What did Jesus say about the kids? He said, don't, don't stop them from coming to me because these are the ones that are going to receive me. And so when we become so professional, so self-sufficient, so, you know, dependent upon our own skills and ways to get to God. And, and I, I really believe that God wants to pour out his spirit, but who's like a kid? I know I am. But who's like a child when it comes to being before the Lord? Because I'm, I'm telling you, there's something on this tonight that the Lord wants, to, wants us to, to partake of, that we would just really 
dull down some things. <laughs> Can I put it like that? Like it would be really simple. So if we just would be baptized, right? Fresh baptism on our lives of repentance. God, I'm always like, <laughs> we all fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God, right? So the heavens opened up and Jesus was carried. He carried an open heaven over his life. And so when his life became perpetually moving like this, this is when they asked this question, what's the deal? How do we get the same results that you do? And he kind of gave him a hint. He said, you pray this way. Let the kingdom of heaven come. Let, you, let the Father's will be done in your life as it is in heaven. And so we always want heaven's blueprint on Come on, it should overlap our blueprint. You know, we can have a plan, but God's blueprint should go right over that. You know, sometimes, we, you know, they don't do it anymore so much with the, with the, the, um, the grafting paper, right? They cover it, or the, I don't know what kind of paper that is. It's not carbon paper. It's just the thin tracing paper, right? The old, the old ways that things used to be done when, they'd when the architects would do things, they'd overlay things so that you could see them, right? And so the Holy Spirit wants us to allow, the Holy allow him to give us a blueprint that goes over our plan every day. Not just our big life plan, but every day, right? So that daily, we're completely and utterly dependent upon his plan. Because when he has the plan, how many know we're going to find out where we're supposed to be? Right? And so it goes on, and the Holy Jesus gives instructions. He says this in John 14, I believe. He says, listen, it's going to be better that I go because I'm going to send you another comforter. Someone that's going to be, and, and another isn't even a really good translation. It's kind of like, I'm going to send you someone who's exactly the same as me. Right? So it's not a replacement. It's really him. And so this is who the Holy Spirit is. And so our sensitivity to what the Holy Spirit wants and our desire for the sense, to be sensitive to him coming daily, every moment, come on. God wants to bring us into this place where we're aware. We're highly aware. Right? I mean, if you watch kids sometimes... They're just in their own world, man. I was watching some of the little girls today, right? Because we did the recital for Lisa's uh, dance studio. And some of the little girls are just, duh, they're in their own world. There are no boys in there other than one older boy. But the reality is they're just in this place where they don't care about anything else going around them, right? They're just happy to be where they are or very unhappy to be where they are. <laughs> The reality is that's how God wants us to be, not unhappy with where we are, but very happy for where we are. Like there should be, like everything should be new. And the problem is we get cynical, we get this mindset that we just, you know, nothing's brand new. We've all heard it. Like even a message like this, you've heard about authority, you've heard about power. What's new? I don't know. Ask God right now what's new. Because really, God wants to give us something brand new today. Like the old wineskin 
has shriveled up and been tossed, and he's got a new wineskin for today. No, really, we can even go into this daily, every moment. Like, you can micromanage, like, what we think of when we think of what's the new wine. It's coming right now, and that's old. I'm serious. It's old. As soon as you drink some of it, it's old. Because he's got something new he wants to give you. But we've lost a little bit of awe. We've lost the wonder. We've lost the fun. Like the fun, I, I haven't really. I just have fun with God. But I want more. I want to just, come on. I want, I'm saying this because I really believe that God wants us to simplify, enjoy him, have real, you know, like even Sunday nights, like Friday nights have been kind of blowing out. It's good, right? But Sundays we get real, I feel like it's more formal. Like, and I don't know why. Because y'all came here hungry before, right? And so I want, I want to just keep this, like, this innocence in our lives that when we, when, we, when we come together, when we gather together, whether it be at home, whether it be at prayer, whether it be, come on, just to go out for coffee, hang out with one another, whatever you're doing. But when we come together corporately, it should be like playground. Is that Okay. I don't know if some people would like that, but it should be kind of like a playground. Like, we should be able to play and allow God to come. And, and I'm not saying it's all, you know, I'm just saying we just we can't be so, like, Sadducee, Pharisee serious. I understand. You got it. And this is where I'm going with this, because when Pentecost came, they expected something. They expected something. And the ones that didn't, they left. They got sick of waiting. Ain't nothing coming. He told us stories. Ain't coming yet. Where is it? And he didn't tell them it was coming on Pentecost. It just happened to show up full on Pentecost. Come on, I'm sure they were having a good prayer meeting. I'm sure they had some good times. Just, come on, testimonies. Remember when Jesus did that? Come on, what were, what were they even talking about? Like they're in, they just, Jesus just passed, came back to life, and now he's hanging out for 40 days, and who knows what happened. I'm definitely getting the, the DVDs on that one. Like I wanted to rewind on that. What happened during those 40 days? Like I want to know what was going down. I like all the historical accounts we say, and even the Bible says that even the things that he did and said weren't even able to be held in the volumes of, of the earth, right? So we have, a, we have a limited understanding of who Jesus is, of how he operates, of what he does, of the magnitude of the things that he was doing in the earth. Like, we get some accounts because someone actually thought, maybe we better write this down. Like, I should journal this right now. It wasn't so easy, right? You're like, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, you know, it was Roman times. They were okay. They had some pen and ink. Come on, some leather to live right on. But what I'm saying, do you understand what I mean? And so then we have the Holy Spirit. I just want you to think about the Holy Spirit for a minute because he is Jesus, and he is the Father, and he is God Almighty, and he is the Son, and he is the dove, and he is the fire, 
And he is the water. And he is the oil. And so I say all these things because we need to just expect him when he shows up. Like, what does it look like on the day of Pentecost? Because people receive new languages. Like languages they didn't speak before that people understood when they walked out there. And they never spoke the languages before. So who received that yet? I know some people in, these, in this room that I've heard speak in tongues that I know it's a different language somewhere else on the planet. I don't know where, but it blows my mind because I'm like, I want that I want. Like, can you send me somewhere and give me a language? Like, that would be really good, right? Come on, but now I'm just saying I'm going to stretch our faith because God can do these things. Like, the Holy Spirit will do this. Are we believing? For, do you have the awe and wonder to believe God to do that? Because, see, kids believe a lot of what you tell them. Not when they get over like 12, 13. They don't believe anything you say after that. But b below that, they kind of believe everything you tell them. And then even if you tell them, they're like, oh, yeah, really? And so when we look at the Word, ready? You love your Bible. I know you do. When we look at the Word and God begins to speak to us in His Word, there's so many things, there's rich things in there that we have not taken for face value because we just don't have a grid for them. And he wants to pour out those things to our lives so that we can devour the word and have faith to believe for the greater works, whatever that means. Like, you're going to do greater things than Jesus. That's what he tells you. What does that look like? Like, what does that look like when we do things, even greater things than these shall you do? All right, give it, God. And we don't want to stand up and exhort. We're afraid to prophesy sometimes. I won't go there. I'll stop. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. No, I'm encouraging you because really we need to, you need to pray for people. And you need to new, use the gift that's inside of you. And you need to begin to, begin to understand the dreams that he gives you, right? So that you can walk out the things that he's already revealed to you. That's not pointed, promise. I'm reading from the Passion Translation because I'm hooked on it. On the, day of on the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled. All the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly they heard the sound of a violent wind, blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering it was all anyone could hear. Now, Let's just stop there. What, did that, what does that look like? And just say, well, they're having ice cream out there tonight. Right? People walking back and forth. What does it look like if Pentecost is here? What does it look like? I'll tell you, that little kid when just one just ran by because he was thinking about ice cream, he'd be like, what is happening in there? 
And can we believe that God is going to pour out? Because he does. It's the promise, right? Because that's what Peter said. This is that which the prophet Joel said. This is that. This is that very thing that the prophet Joel prophesied about. It's here right now. And then it said this at chapter 4 and chapter 5 and chapter 8. Every time they got together and prayed, the place where they were was shaking. Like quake, shake, shakers. Come on. And we, we need to believe, we need to believe that in these last days, in the days when God's awakening the whole earth, one way or another, that the Spirit of God is coming in strength, in authority, and in great power. What is wind? Listen, I've been on a roof with a piece, a sheet of plywood before. When a, when a, when a storm is coming in off the ocean, and I, I, I shouldn't tell stories like this. <laughs> <laughs> But can I just tell you, a wind, uh, a piece of plywood, even if it's a quarter inch, three-eighths, it's like a sail. So I turned around like this, and the wind went whoosh. And if I wasn't with Chris Lowe, he grabbed my hood, I would have been off the roof. I'm telling you, it came up like quick. Come on, that's just the natural atmosphere. What I'm saying is there's power in the wind. There's power in the wind to move you from one place to another because of what? Sails, you know, hang gliders, whatever you want. You know, you can hang in the air. I'm talking about the power that comes from just the wind. The Holy Spirit coming like a mighty rushing wind or, or a, a violent blast of wind. What does it look like in your life? Because it's available for you tonight. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit tonight, it's game over tonight. You're going to get filled, right? You need to be filled. You, this is not like, I used to have, a, there was a pastor I used to serve with. He used to joke. He said, you know, salvation's good and, and the Holy Spirit comes with it, you know, because it's like shoes. The tongues come with the shoes. <laughs> used to joke. Come on. Some, some of you went right over. The tongues. And it's not about you speaking in tongues tonight. It's about God hitting you with the wind and the presence and the fire of who he is. Because if you need a, a fresh infilling, he'll do it. Come on, I'm believing God to do violent things. Like I've seen people fly across the room. I've flown, I've flown across the room. I understand now why. <laughs> I heard a testimony, right? Todd White and this video somewhere that will incriminate me, but when, I, when Todd White prayed for me, I went flying across, and it was on a concrete floor. I thought about that after we went to that other church. It was on a concrete floor, Joe. I went flying, like, and it wasn't, it was, you know, stomach hanging out, everything was, you know, nothing, it was, it was rough, but I am telling you this, it was like a mighty rushing wind and something violent, and what I found out that when... Someone was, I think it was Michael Koulianos was telling testimony. Todd, Todd White had not even been in ministry yet, and he, he got into a Benny Hinn meeting, and he said he was a pastor, and he, sat, and he said, no, the Lord told him he was supposed to sit in the front row, right? So he sat in the front row, and then he just, Benny Hinn just, I don't, doesn't matter what you think about Benny Hinn, I don't care, 
right? But the power of God hit Todd White over and over and over again and threw him like tens of feet, you know? Same thing that happened. I'm like, and he shook in the bed all night. This is what happened to me. I'm telling you, God will do something if you're ready. How open are you to what he's about to do? No, really. Are you ready? Because what happens is we, get, we come to a prayer line all the time. It happens all the time. And we get our... You know, some people are like, I ain't going down. And I'm not into pushing. And if you push when you pray, you shouldn't push. Because God can just do it. I'm not, you know, I want God to sovereignly whoop, hit people. I don't, come on, I believe that God wants to, if he's going to hit you, he's going to hit you. He doesn't need me. I can just point at you, right? I'm watching these videos out of, out of Pakistan. This guy's going like this. And there's just people just going down. I'm like, yeah, let's go there. Come on, baby. That's why I want to go. I'm telling you. I'm like, let's go there. Like, these people are hungry for the presence of God. Oh, no, I'm ready. You're coming. <laughs> You're coming with me. You're going to be right next to me. I promise you. Just be 10 days. You'll be all right. Come on, Marie. Yeah, you pray right next to me. Wham, wham, wham. Just see seas of pe- sea of people just going down. I'm telling you, this is what the Lord wants to do in the earth, Right? And he's not limited to just Pakistan. He's not limited to Africa. Come on. He's coming to anyone who's ready. And I'm just saying this because I feel like there's something about to erupt in the church. Okay, if it takes a few more months, that's fine. I'll just keep hitting it. I'll just keep hitting it. I'll just keep hitting it. Because I know this, that there's an apostolic movement that's just, it's already happening in the earth. It's already going on, right? It's already happening. But I'm telling you, New England is ripe for what he's about to do. New England should be ripe and ready. And so here's, here's, here's your job. Get everyone around you ready. It doesn't have to be me. Everyone around you, get them ready. Because when they come in to the presence of the Lord, they'll be taken out. Come on. On purpose. Because God wants to do it on purpose. The Holy Spirit is moving, and we need to get in the right in front of him. I keep saying this. Someone's going to jump in front of the bus. It's going to be me. I do it whenever it's happening, so I'm, you know, I'm ready. Come on. I didn't even finish this verse. What happened? Right? The roar of the wind was so overpowering that it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared above their eyes, and it separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. Right? I love this. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. It's so good. This is so good. What I'm saying is we limit God. Listen, for me to get a brand new language in a moment, that's got to be God. I'm telling you, you know, long hard years in Spanish and Italian. 
couldn't get through, barely got through Spanish. I don't know, for whatever reason, I had a flair for Italian, but I just, just didn't. I'm telling you, if you don't practice and do it, come on. And God gives you th these things instantly. And I've heard of people, there's been testimonies of people just all of a sudden beginning to speak, and they think they're speaking English, and they spoke a totally different language, and it was perfect uh, whatever language, place they were at. Right? They, they didn't even know they were speaking another language. It was just coming out different. <laughs> on the other side, being received. And I'm not going to focus so much on language, but that's something supernatural that God wants to use so that you can preach the gospel just like that. Come on, wouldn't it be great? Come on, back to Pakistan. You just go to Pakistan and you just begin to speak. I don't even know what they speak, but who cares? God can just load you up. Come on, it is just like Matrix. Come on, gives them the language and then they go. It's good. It's exciting. And the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord like the waters cover the seas. Come on. And somebody, somebody's going to be willing to step in to the tornado. Somebody's going to be willing to step in to the pillar that comes down and the fire engulfs them and they're equipped for battle. <laughs> Come on, what do kids look like in battle. I can remember when I was a kid and I was just playing around in battle. I got no fear. I win every time. You don't ever win. I win. And I'll argue you down. You understand? Come on, boys playing war. It's just natural, sorry. Some people get freaked out about that stuff. Shooting guns, swords. I was, you know, we were built like that. Right? Weapons of our warfare aren't carnal. How's that? So it's separated, right? So here's the deal, right? Acts chapter 4. Because there's a religious spirit that wants to shut down Pentecost. Sorry. I'm, I'm not really sorry. But Acts chapter 4 verse 18 said this. So they called them and commanded them not to speak. This is what happened, right? They went downtown. They went to the temple. They looked at the guy, said, silver and gold, we don't have it. But what we have, we give unto you. And all of a sudden, a miracle began to happen, right? This is after Pentecost. Come on, somebody. Pentecost happened, and you just said, boom, in the name of Jesus. Come on, they had, now they had authority and power, Right? They had authority and power. What's that? I, I don't even know what that looks like, right? If we all walk in it. But God has given us authority and power. What's the difference? Authority is your word. The word of God has authority, right? When it's charged with God's voice, right? When, because you can read the word and it can be dead. But I'm saying to you, when the word of God, the word of God has authority in your life, right? God has given you prophetic utterance in your life that has authority, You speak those things that be not as though they were. That's not power. That's authority. Right? It's you believe and you know. I believe, therefore I speak. Anyway, we, I'm not, I, didn't mean to get, I don't want to get into a whole extensive thing about authority and our, and our voice. But the reality is this, that God adds power to that. Now, when power comes to that, that means that you're fully charged. And come on, it's the... The battery doesn't ever grow dull. Because you've given yourself, what happens? We've got authority, you've been given authority 
which authority is great. We can speak the word of God and people, thousands can come to Jesus Christ. I believe that, right? But here's the deal. When you go up and you, you pray for this, because you cannot give what you do not have. And God is looking for a church, a church, not a minister, a church, the body of Christ, every saint, all saints being filled with the power and the presence of God. So that we can walk out what he said. That is, go, preach the gospel, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. Freely you receive, freely give it. It was given to them in that moment as authority, but I'm telling you that when the power of God comes behind it, you never lose. Come on. You never lose. So here's the deal. So they do that. We're having a hard time getting past certain verses. So here we go. Acts chapter 4, verse 18. It says, so they called them and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. So they're dealing with the authority thing again, right? Don't talk about that name. I don't, we don't care what happened because the, the guy got healed and there was a miracle and everyone saw it and they were like, wow, this guy's been crippled for 30-something years and now he's healed. And what's the change? Now you have a, a religious spirit and a political spirit saying, don't do that. But Peter and John answered and said to them, right? These were the men. These were the unlearned men, uneducated men that they knew had been with Jesus, right? Because they were now carrying exactly the same thing that Jesus had. They were carrying what? The fullness of who he was. They were carrying the, the authority of who he was and the power and the presence of who he was. And so what did they say? They said, whether, it's, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you or more to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things that we have seen and heard. Guess what's happened? They come to this place, and every one of us in this room Come on, I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot, God do a lot of things. I've seen God do a lot of amazing things. And so I can't doubt that what he did there, he won't do here. I can't doubt what he did yesterday, he won't do today. Just because I don't see a result that I already, come on, that we expected. That doesn't change the way I think. But I will not, I will not subject, and you should not sub subject yourself to the same thinking that, any mindset that has anything believing God to move in power and move in the grace of the gifts of God to, be sh to shut, it, shut it down. Because God wants to open us up so that we can walk it out. Amen. Right? So there's nothing that, nothing that anyone can say, no spiritual wickedness that can come against you to try and shut down the gift of God on your life. Are you hearing me? Holy Spirit wants you wide open. We have to stay in awe and wonder of who he is. Who, because of the things which what? I, they had seen and heard. And the Holy Spirit is, 
come on, you've witnessed things. You've witnessed God do things in your own life that you can't deny that he can't do it for someone else. And so the reality is he's calling us to a place where you don't subject yourself to a political spirit. So you don't subject yourself to a religious spirit, religious thinking, political thinking. It shuts down the power of God. It has one thing in mind, to shut down the gospel increasing. Well, brother, you can preach that, but don't, that's signs and wonders stuff. Don't preach that. And God's wanting us to find the place where he's bringing us, where he's called us to, right? It's the, it's the glory of God that conceal a matter but the glory of kings to search it out and what I'm challenging you tonight is to search it out search it out for your own life search it out ask the Lord God what does it look like the fullness of the Holy Spirit on my life right because he wants to open up treasure and I believe that this when he in Deuteronomy 28 when he says this the Lord will open up to you his good treasure the heavens to give you rain in your land and its season and bless the work of your hands. That means this, that the power of God can be poured out on your life as long as you obey, as we're obedient to what he says. All you have to do is say yes. It goes back to our yes. It goes back to, yes, God, I'll do it. want to do, I believe that it's so important. You can, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot make excuse. We cannot dull down the Holy Spirit. I can't dull him down. You need him more than when you walked into this room. You need him more than a few minutes ago. I need him more when I leave this place than I did when I needed him when I was up here. I need him more after I pray for someone, whether they received healing or didn't, I need it more. Because there's just this place where I feel like if we honor the Holy Spirit, right, don't grieve the Holy Ghost. I cannot grieve Him. I have to just give myself to Him. And I think tonight, I felt like the Lord had just instructed me. He said, if, if people have not, people need a fresh infilling, then we do the same thing, right? We pray. We pray, God, come and shake this place. Shake my life. Shake me. So the things that I believed for will come alive. 
I'm not saying, I don't even feel like there's dead dreams in here tonight, but I do feel like this, that God wants to empower us to walk out the things that he's already put inside of us. And you cannot, right? You can do nothing. You know what it says in the word, right? John 15, you can do nothing without him. Well, here's the deal with the Holy Spirit. You need him. I need him. So let's let's stand. I just I just feel like I'm we're supposed to if you if you've been dry, if you need water tonight, you come up and get prayer. If you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, you need the Holy Spirit. Whether he manifests in tongues tonight or not, you need a touch from the Holy Spirit. And you need to believe. And if you don't receive something extraordinary that you're expecting, because I believe when we leave and we don't get what we expect, God's saying, are you going to continue to press into me for for that more? On your own. Because it really didn't matter. When they were in in the upper room, they waited. The local evangelists, I know, they were all there. All the apostles were there. But the local evangelist didn't come and say, we're going to fill you all now with the Holy Spirit. He didn't do that. No. It was Jesus saying, I'm coming. Not another one. I'm coming to you. Even though I'm leaving, I'm coming back in you. And all around you. And so this is what, this is the only thing. (laughs) And I could get into We don't want to grieve him. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. So when you receive a fresh anointing, you stay in the fresh oil. You stay in the oil. You stay in the place where you're touched fresh and new. Because we don't... He is the dove. And I believe he's sensitive. So we want to do what pleases him. Right? We walk pleasing unto the Lord. This is not something new. We walk pleasing unto the Lord. <laughs> and I know this, that he just wants to touch us because that's who he is. Because he wants to empower you for your life, for your calling, for your ministry. For your family, he wants to empower you. So Holy Spirit, we thank you tonight. Lord, we desire you. Really, really, just don't wait. Just come if you want, if you want prayer. Just come right up. Come right up. Lord, we desire you. We, we're asking for you to come.